This is Jade. This is Carly. And this is Mommy's Tell All. Hey, Jade. Hey, Carly. And hey, everybody. Welcome back to Mommy's Tell All, episode Welcome. six. Yeah, yeah. Six. Yes. We have a really fun guest on today. Um, somebody you've actually met, Danielle, haven't you, Carly? Yes. I feel like I've I've met my my celebrity food crush. She's not a food, but she she's she like makes f- food. She's a foodie. <laughs> celebrity food mom. A food mom crush. Yeah. Yes. She's she's gonna be joining us today over the phone. So this is a phone interview. Um, but we are so excited because she has so many resources to offer as a mom who she has food allergies, right? And she wrote all yes. these amazing books full of recipes. If um, you have. Did we say her name? Danielle Walker. Should we start <laughs> over? <laughs> no, it's OK. I okay. think that's fine. This is just very us. Mom brain. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I guess it was just because you and I were talking a little bit before we started uh, recording yes. this. But Danielle Walker will be joining us, and um, she has some really great paleo recipe books out there that have helped a lot of people, that has healed her own body, and she practices in her own home. So for anybody who's out there looking to uh, adjust your diet or your children's diet, she is definitely a great resource. Yes. Um, So Jade and I bonded in the Bachelor Mansion over my food allergies because I just found out... Like, I mean, months before moving into the mansion that I had very bad, severe food allergies. And so I had to cut, I mean, so much out. And in the bachelor mansion, like they give you a list so you can like write down things that you want to eat. And so that was easy. But then when we started traveling, like dinner would come out and I would, I would always say like, I have food allergies. And it would always come out and be like spaghetti, a hamburger with a bun. And like, I can't do gluten at all. And Jade would be like, you guys, she's told you every single time she has food allergies. <laughs> she can't eat this. Can she get something other than just a salad every single time or a meal she can't eat? And I felt so bad because I hate complaining. And I was just like, Jade, it's OK. I just won't eat. And you were like, no. You will eat. I will make sure you eat. It just like. And you were just the best. Oh, thank you. I guess it just kind of blew my mind because, I mean, we were traveling all across the United States and we were kind of traveling to areas that maybe healthier diets are a thing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we were in like South Dakota and Iowa and like places in the Midwest that like, I mean, I lived in Kansas City. I grew up in Nebraska. I know like what people eat and it's not always the healthiest and it's not as trendy like here in California. Right. Everybody eats healthy. Everyone has a healthy lifestyle. It's just kind of the thing. Yeah. And so it was just like they would come out for dinner and they would just give you like iceberg lettuce. Yeah. You know, and they're like, so weird. Here you go. And then there's still be gluten in the dressing. I'm like, y'all like (laughs) (laughs) I just just didn't understand. And they, and it was something that everybody knew ahead of time. And it just felt like, okay, well this is some people have to eat. I know it was just so funny because you know those moments that sometimes it's really hard to fight for yourself, but you can like fight for other people. I'm exactly that way. Yeah. Like if somebody messes with my family or friends, like they're going down. But if they mess with me, I just don't sometimes I just don't really say anything, you know, but I don't know. You were just you were a best friend already. (laughs) (laughs) It just really 
I don't know. It was something that I really felt compelled about. It was really was nice. Like, this should be something that you, it's not that hard. And that's what, I mean, Danielle's going to show today that it's not that hard to make alternative recipes for people who have right. allergies or gut issues. Yeah, totally. Um, so for me, I just didn't understand it. And it just wasn't sinking in anybody's <laughs> brain. Every single oh, meal. Bachelor. <laughs> I did like, I think I lo- I was like the only person who probably lost weight on that season. And it was because I just wasn't eating. Yeah. Oh, sad. And we didn't really Man. drink because we were too scared to drink and look stupid on TV. That's true. Except for that one day that I really fell off the drinking wagon. And then I said a lot of dumb things. But, you know, you always you have one of those days every now and again. It's it's funny because I feel like one of which I don't regret anything, but one of the things I wish I would have done on the show was drink a little bit more. Yeah, we needed I wish to I would have more had fun. a little bit more fun. Yeah. I was not fun. I wasn't. I wasn't. I nervous thought you were fun. Nitty. Well, thank you. We just weren't like drunk fun. And I was a little bit more at the end, but at the beginning, I was. Yeah, yeah we were so I scared. Wish- we had a pact, you guys. One drink per cocktail party. Yeah, we were pretty lame. We were lame. <laughs> that's okay um the producers were probably like these girls are terrible like they won't even drink and loosen up no i but remember alan was- said to me alan is the executive producer and at the beginning because i had met him at my brother's hometown date on desiree season and he goes you're not being fun you're not going to stay here if you're acting like this i don't know who you're trying to be right now but you're not carly <laughs> that's like <laughs> oh crap because my brother goes be yourself but don't be like fully yourself and then right and so I tried to be this best version of me, but this version of me was weird. Ugh. So um, what have you been up to this week? Gosh, it's been a busy week. Um, my dad's coming into town soon. We're getting prepared for that. Um, oh, that's our closet, fun. Our closets are getting, or our master closet's getting redone. So oh, I'm really excited. I can't wait to see that. Because we have so much stuff and it hasn't been a very, it's just not very functional. So now we're finally getting a functional closet, which will help me feel better about my life because I'm major nesting. Yay! Um, I know. My gosh, it's crazy. That's really fun. But I wanted to share a story because I shared in the Facebook group too. But I watched the Brene Brown special on Netflix. I've got to watch it. It's it's good. She's so funny, and um, just kind of self deprecating in her stories, which I think just like makes her approachable in all of yeah. her le- lessons. Totally. She's teaching people. But her whole thing is about being vulnerable. And to that, she says being vulnerable is really just putting yourself out there and getting out of your comfort zone and being brave to like risk risking failure or mm-hmm. looking like an idiot or mm-hmm. whatever. And which so, is so hard, which is so hard, it's almost <laughs> impossible. Yeah. And so yesterday I signed up for this like mommy and me brunch thing that was supposed to be really cool. It was from. Amazon handmade so it was all these like artisan crafts and then Ooh, Whitney cool. Port from, oh, Whitney cool. Port from the hills was supposed to she was hosting it but I didn't see her by the time I got there but I feel like I saw that I follow her yeah. I think I saw that on Instagram yeah she I got there like an hour late um into it and so I, I think she must have left by then mm. but um it was really cute and Tanner was in town with us and he was like well I'm not gonna go in so I'm going to drop you and Emmy off. So he dropped us off and like five minutes in, all these people were like sitting at the craft tables with all the like moms and kids and 
a lot of the kids were older than Emmy and I just mm. felt really self-conscious and everyone was talking already and drinking and I was like, oh my God, I walked in too late. I feel super awkward. I, I just like didn't know what to do. I'm like, I have no uh. one to talk, nobody to talk to. So I text Tanner and I was like, just turn around, just come around back around the corner and pick me up. And he was like, no, you need to stick it out. Just stick it <gasps> stick it out for 20 minutes. Oh, my I'm like, gosh, well, then you, Tanner. I'm like, then you come no. in. Just come in. There's dads here. Just come in. And he was like, no, you need to do this. And oh. I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, I wish so I had I been there. I almost had a panic attack. I almost was going to, like, find a corner and cry. Like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was feeling so ridiculous. And um, I collected myself. And I was like, right, this is my brave moment. So I'm just going to stick this out, feel a little uncomfortable. And I'm going to do this. So we went and kind of just walked around the whole area. And I saw this table where they were creating bouquets. They had all these flowers. And you could put a bouquet together for Mother's Day. Oh, cool. So I'm like, okay, Emmy likes flowers. So uh-huh. this will be an easy one for us. So I let her pick all the flowers out and uh, put that together. And everybody was really nice. I always have this weird self-conscious voice in my head that tells me like if I'm at like a craft table that the people that are do- like hosting the craft table don't think I'm good enough to sit there or something what so yeah so I was like I was just worried that like the people who are doing flowers would be like oh this lady doesn't deserve a bouquet you know like that she's makes me you so know sad I, it's like a really weird thing that it's just this voice that why do we I do that to ourselves I don't know oh And so I was just like trying to push past it. And then I felt a little better after we made the bouquet. I mean, really liked it. She liked all the balloon decorations that were around and she was having fun. And so then we went to this garland station and we made a little felt garland thing. And I actually made a friend. She was like, because her daughter was eating ice cream and Emmy was like looking at her ice cream. She was like, I think Emmy wants ice cream. And I was like, oh, somebody talked to me. (laughs) But it was really nice. But I stayed and I'm we did, so proud of you. We did three of the stations out of probably like six or seven. And we got some ice cream. We sat down. We took a photo at the photo booth. And and then I was like, okay, like, I feel like we stayed long enough. And yeah. Tanner, came back, or Tanner came back and picked us up. And Emmy was super tired by then. But I was really proud of myself because I was really just about to like call Tanner and be like, no, like I'm going to walk out of here and you can pick me up on the corner. And if you don't want to pick me up in the corner now, you can pick me up in the corner in 20 minutes because I'm going to be that stubborn. Because I'm going to stand but, on the corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I I trucked through it. So I, feel, I just feel like that's like my proud mommy moment this week. Totally. Because I would never want Emerson to do what I would want, what I wanted to do. Yeah. And that would be bail on something that I isn't s- so bad. It was just I something so I was get creating it, in my mind. It's so scary, though, like to walk into a room where you don't know anybody and then be the first person to go talk to someone like that's really intimidating, especially when you have walked in late and everyone is already established. It really is scary. I mean, at least the one thing that makes that situation easier is that you have crafts to do because can you imagine if yeah. it was just like a mixer <gasps> and you just walk oh, in and you're like, duh, 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 duh. <laughs> like this is so awkward yeah, yeah those, I, it's so hard I have my brave necklace on so I've been telling myself all week like be brave I am brave I am brave be brave um but yeah I mean that is I'm really proud of you for not leaving I think I would have left that would have made me really scared 
Yeah, or is it just you. us? I Do we all? Uh, uh, I, I don't think. Know. I don't know. I don't know if it's just I haven't been social enough since I've had a baby that I, I almost just like am so self conscious of how to like make new friends again. Yeah. Even with my child, who is sort of my security blanket. Oh, yeah. Children are very Um, good security blankets. Yeah, but it was just really intimidating. And all these moms are influencers. So I'm like, are are they too cool for me? You know, it was just You know what's so funny, though, Jade? I bet so many people were looking at you being like, oh, my gosh, that's Jade. Like, but I can't go talk to her because she's too cool for me. I bet there are so many people having the same thoughts about you that you were having about other people, which is why... We all need to stop doing that to ourselves, but it's so hard to not do that to ourselves. I know. I That's, just need to look. I just need to get better, at just like s- smiling at somebody if they look our way or something. Just being friendly. Yeah. Because Maybe they like could go be feeling. The they could first. be feeling the exact same thing I'm feeling. I just have no idea. Totally. Well, yeah. and like I always think it's it's easier like that lady did. Oh, I think she wants ice cream to almost talk through the kid and have your kids bond. <laughs> right. And then like <laughs> you can bond over your kids bonding because it's almost like a little icebreaker. Totally. But I guarantee you people are looking and being like, oh, my gosh, that's Jade and Emmy. Like, look at Maybe. how good that bouquet was. I bet they are saying that. I mean, we did make a pretty mean bouquet. It was, <laughs> it was pretty it was pretty good. I don't doubt it. <laughs> But no, I, it, it made me feel like I can do more of those things now because I don't do a lot of them. Yeah. Oh, I don't so, either. I like so avoid I them. But we need yeah, to not so, avoid them. I know. That's like, remember a long time ago we were talking about doing one thing a week that scares us? Yes. I haven't done that Maybe in a really long s- time, but we need to start that again. And that was your one thing. So you don't have to do anything else. So now I have to do something. <laughs> I was going to say, is this your challenge for next week? Are you reporting back? Okay, yeah, I'll report back. I'll do something that scares me. Okay. Now I'm scared. I'm going to be nervous all week. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be good for you. No, it really will. It really will. Yeah. Um, Yeah. What... What has been going on with you? How is Bella? Oh, gosh, she's good. She's she's walking now. I mean, I'd say she's 80% walking. She still kind of mm-hmm. falls down, but that's very exciting. Um, that's awesome. I did have a mean mommy on uh, Instagram message me mean things about like last week. She was like, which I haven't checked my messages in forever. And last week she goes, she's not walking yet. She's a very late bloomer. Disappointing. And then she goes. Disappointing? Disappointing. And then this week she says, oh, she has buck teeth because she has a passy in her mouth all the time. Shame on you. (gasps) First off, first off, my kid does have funny teeth, but they're the cutest teeth I've ever seen. And I love yes, them. Yes, they are also probably shaped a little bit from loving that passy. But you know what? That passy has helped her the past year in life so hard that, and also those teeth one day are going to fall out. She's going to get new teeth. And also, they're so cute. So stop. How could? How dare you, number one, talk about my kid's teeth when you're, a, you know, I mean, she's, I'd say she's probably a 45, 50-year-old woman. How dare you? And how dare you say something about when my kid walks? I remember people were talking about when Emmy walks. Who cares? The kid's oh, going to yeah. walk eventually. And and that's it's- why I kind of didn't make a big deal out of Bella walking because I was so, and I, should, I shouldn't have even cared, but I was so angry at this lady for being like, 
oh, Bella doesn't walk. And I'm like, you know what? She's been taking steps for like months, but now she's like really decided that walking is a good idea. And I was just like so mad. I don't know. I think that's the hard thing with social media is people see a half of percent of our lives. Right. You know, and I think that goes for anybody. Whatever you share on your social media isn't your real isn't your whole life. Totally. So just because you're not sharing that moment, which almost I feel like this lady feels like you said she feels entitled to. So you don't even want to share it now. Right. It's which just is like, really sad, though. Right. I get it. Yeah, it because is. It should but it's be like, celebrated. Just, right. And instead, I'm like, but it she's also, just been walking. But it also should be you share what you want to share. Totally. You're right. And if Bella's walking, it's like, yeah, you don't you don't want to feel like you have to put it up to just dis, like disprove the haters. Right. You know, right. she's a baby. I know. Like that shouldn't even be put on a baby. And then it's so sad. And then you probably are like, oh, my God, I. Even if you're like trying to ignore the lady, it's like it's a little bit of added pressure onto you. Totally. You know, and that makes it hard. I had somebody the other day say on my Instagram that Emerson's speech is not developing. Like she doesn't talk enough. And so then I'm like finding myself on Google being like, how do I encourage more speech? And everything that's on there Uh. is like things that we do. And I'm like, you know what? She's ahead in a lot of other things. Mm -hmm. She's really good at holding crayons and pencils she's and, an incredible and writing artist and you, yeah yeah and and utensils she's really good at using her fork and her spoon and I was like you know what she's ahead of people other babies that doesn't say anything about the babies who can't do that and that right. doesn't say anything about Emmy who's not talking as much she right. understands everything but here I am like t- freaking like 2 a.m googling this stuff because I'm stressed and I'm like why am I letting this lady I know why do we again me? why do we do this <laughs> I just care so much you know we just know. care we care we I want know. we want our babies to be thriving and but we also they're babies you can't put that pressure on them you, you can't just make can't. them do things they're not ready to do a hundred percent yeah and and Bella is perfectly fine and Bella is now walking at her own pace right and you know what if she didn't develop it on time then there's so many resources out there now that could help her totally and it's just like what's wrong with a child if they can't pick it up anyway maybe maybe Bella what if she just never walked then what's there's nothing wrong with that baby you know with her if she was that baby either I know it's like it's not her fault it's just sad and frustrating that we even have to feel that way and it's just it really is just the age in which we live like we're in this weird social media world where I try not to look and I think I just caught myself looking this week more, I guess, more than I should or more than I normally do. And so it kind of caught me off guard because I just haven't I don't know. I've kind of taken a little social media hiatus. I haven't been on very much lately. Yeah. Just because it's been stressful. And then things like this stress me out. And I'm like, Bruh! you know what I mean? Yeah, I kind of just have to be like. And I know there are the nasty people, but I also have to be like, okay, maybe this lady's intention was good, even if right. she came off, even if she came off direct. That's and a like very rash. That's a very positive, like, healthy way maybe, to look at that, Jade. Maybe she's trying to just be like, hey, in case you didn't know, because I feel like a lot of advice is that way, and sometimes right. because it feels like a personal attack, then we're like, ah, right? I know. <laughs> you know, it's very easy to get defensive, especially about something we care about so much which is our children right so it's just it's hard it's just one of those things where we just hope that the mommy shaming stuff just kind of starts stops 
Yeah, just like, I just hope we start to learn a little bit more for from each other. And, and I know this is happening, but I hope this week that if you are a mommy shamer, stop doing it to people. I hope that we all feel better this week. That's what I hope. I can't yeah. wait for a daily affirmation after we talk to Danielle. <laughs> Ooh, yes. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's get to a happier place, Jade. All right. Well, should we <laughs> jump to our interview with Danielle? Because I think she is, so. Let's talk about food. I'm hungry anyway. She's a lot of... Oh, that's true. Food is always on my mind and food is always great. Uh, and Danielle's she's a, she's a little bubbly ray of sunshine. Yes, so. she really is. So, um, yeah, stay tuned. And when we come back, we will talk to Danielle Walker. And now it's time for our segment. Jade and Carly pay for Emmy and Bella's college education. I think most moms can relate to me when I say that morning time or morning routines can be super hectic. The minute that I pull Emmy out of her crib in the morning, she is on the go. She is ready to eat. She is right on me about it. And sometimes it's just easy for me to just grab the first thing I see for breakfast, which isn't always the healthiest. And that's kind of like, when's the last time you ate breakfast that you felt good about? Not a bowl of sugary cereal you inhaled before running out the door. And I'm talking about a breakfast that's nourishing for your body and your children's bodies My breakfast has been completely transformed ever since we started eating Daily Harvest. It's ready in five minutes max. I have a real organic fruit and vegetable before I've even finished my morning coffee. And so is Emerson, which makes me feel like it's a mom win. I am obsessed with a chocolate and blueberry smoothie. It has organic blueberries, organic kale, organic spinach, organic maca, and organic cacao. Has that how you say it? Cacao. 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 And it's so easy. I just pop some almond milk in there or whatever type of sometimes I even do coconut water yeah throw it in the blender and throw it back in my cup and it is delicious and Bella likes it too and there's hidden vegetables in there she doesn't even know about and you can choose from more than 50 nourishing options for any type of day there's smoothies there's harvest bowl soups and more and each single serving cups takes one step to prepare like really you can just add water and milk to a smoothie or heat up a harvest bowl it is so easy and it's the most delicious way to live on food and vegetables first thing in the morning before bed or seriously anytime and right now you can go to daily-harvest.com and enter promo code mommies to get three cups free in your first box that's promo code mommies for three free daily harvest cups at daily-harvest.com that's once again daily-harvest.com <laughs> There are three things every homeowner wants their home to be smarter, safer, and more fun. What if I told you one link by First Alert has you covered? First, meet your family's new best friend, the One Link Safe and Sound, a hardwired smart smoke and carbon monoxide alarm with a premium home speaker and Alexa enabled all in one sleek device. Built with First Alert safety technology and providing an immersive, great sound experience. The safe and sound elevates any home. And it gets better. 
OneLink by First Alert also offers the OneLink smart smoke and carbon monoxide alarm that work with the OneLink safe and sound. The device is easy to install and protects against both smoke and carbon monoxide. If smoke or carbon monoxide is detected in the home, the smart alarm will notify you via exclusive voice and location technology and send a notification to your smartphone, whether home or away. A smart home should start with smart protection and OneLink by First Alert welcomes you to a smarter, safer home. Visit onelink.firstalert.com for more information. So today we have Danielle Walker on. Um, she's a three times New York Times bestselling author of Against All Grain series. She's a mom of four. She's a wife and she's beating an autoimmune disease with diet and lifestyle. Um, and I'm so excited to talk to her about how eating and food has completely healed her body. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm so excited I'm- to have you on. I was just telling Jade about the bacon that I had <laughs> at your luncheon or bruncheon, whatever we call it. It was the yeah. best. What, what was it called? Millionaire's bacon or something I, yeah, like millionaire's that? Millionaire's bacon. There's this restaurant in San Francisco that is like a brunch. It's like known for brunch and they have this, this recipe or this like dish that's called millionaire's bacon. And so I recreated it, but it's, it's all like paleo instead of just full of junk. It just tastes, it tastes like heaven. Like there was so much bacon (laughs) on the table and at the end there there was was no bacon. I feel like I need this in my life. When I order breakfast, I always get bacon. Yeah, you should. It's, it's basically bacon that's like coated in sugar and then it has like chili powder and like just like really small hints of kind of like spice. So it's this like crazy, salty, spicy, sweet it's like a, combination. It's and that's really, really good. Unbelievably good. Is, is that <laughs> one of the recipes in your, one of your cookbooks? Yeah. It's in the newest one. It's um, eat what you love. It's like all, it's all paleo comfort food essentially. So mm. that one definitely had to be in there. <laughs> um, so I, I'm so curious to talk to you. Um, Cause I know like I obviously have, we've met, one time, but we never actually really got to talk. Um, but Jade, since I've known Jade, uh, she knows that I have, I have food allergies right? and that was, that's always been, you know, Jade's always looked out for my food allergies and, um, (laughs) she's a, she's a very good friend. She never judged me. She, she, she always supported my allergies. Can we go, let's, let's delve back into the past. You had, um, problems you had health problems yeah. and then yeah. doctors were trying to prescribe you medicine which they did to me how did you figure out it was food like how what is your history what is your medical yeah. history I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease when I was 22 um it's called ulcerative colitis it's like Crohn's disease I was in the hospital for like weeks at a time every few months and was on tons of different medications and just the medications were terrible. Like they just made my life, my quality of life really, really bad. And I was on medical leave from my job and I could barely get up a flight of stairs. And a lot of it was Ugh. just the side effects from the medication. And then on top of that, like the symptoms of the disease too. Um, and I just kept asking all of my specialists, like I live in the Bay Area, we've got access to pretty like world-round doctors and specialists. And so we kind of, we saw like six or seven seven different specialists before we finally even got answers as to what I had um, to even just get like the tests performed to figure out what it was. And then all of the different doctors that I kept seeing, I just was like, Hey, these medications are making things so much worse for me. I'm not 
living a normal life like you said I could? And is there anything that I can do like on top of the meds and other things that can maybe try to help? And my brain just kind of went to food only because you see in Crohn's like that's in your colon. And so I just was like, okay, well, everything that I'm eating is going through there. Right. And there's got to be something that's like making it worse or maybe something that I'm not getting enough of, like I'm not eating enough, I don't know, vegetables or whatever, you know, I was just hoping somebody could tell me just some like practical things to change um, rather than just pot, like putting more and more bandages over right. it with medications. And every single doctor that I talked to said that diet couldn't help it at all. They just, ah, that's crazy. They all said like, Diet can't diet can't cause it. It can't cure it, and it it can't help it. Um, which was annoying, and like I just felt like there there had to be something. And so I really just started like researching online. Um, this was back in two thousand seven, and so like in terms of social media and like all of the kind of communities that have formed now around you know, well, all different things, but. That wasn't really around back then, so I just didn't really feel like I had a lot of resources. There weren't a lot of books out, you know, about that kind of thing. And even celiac was still, like, pretty new Mm -hmm. um, and kind of, like, newly being diagnosed. And people who had been complaining about problems for years and years, like, were finally getting answers. And so, like, gluten-free was kind of brand new. And so it was kind of like a – it was – yeah, it was like a brand, a brand new frontier for me. I grew up in an Italian family who, you know, <laughs> ate pasta and bread. And totally. like, that's just how I learned how to cook. So it, it, I had no idea at first that I just started finding things online about people that had autoimmune diseases and specifically with the ones that I had that cutting out um, grains and dairy and legumes, like so all beans and peanuts and, um, and then like processed foods was helping a lot of them go into remission. And so that's kind of like where it started was honestly just online (laughs) at night researching. That's amazing. I, you know, I remember when I was, I was so sick with stomach problems when I was a little kid, I was hospitalized like four times in fifth grade and they never, ever tested me for food allergies, like ever. Like that wasn't even a thing back then, Yeah, which is so crazy. And I remember, you know, my mom, because like you do with, you know, People used to be like, oh, your stomach hurts, like you're throwing up. Why don't you eat crap like saltines right, right. and saltines. drink some Sprite, you know, and that's <laughs> like what I kept doing for myself. And yeah, I mean, it took me to like, gosh, five years ago to find out that cutting out gluten and um, limiting dairy, I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's totally healed my body as well, like in a yeah. million different ways. But it's, yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's, and it's so it's amazing. Bottle of food's the last thing that we look at as just a culture. Like even now, as a mom with friends that have kids, you know, it's like their babies will have problems like eczema or you know colic or just things like that, and they will go to their doctors, and that's I mean they don't even mention that it could be something. That's yeah, mm-hmm. even, I right? actually it's like the very last place that people look. Yeah, I actually, with my daughter Emerson, when I was breastfeeding her, I had to go dairy-free because she was colicky. And it was just, there was no other solution that was working. And so I was like, maybe I had some friends who told me that they had cut out dairy, and I did. And like two weeks later, world difference. She slept better. She didn't have as much gas pain. It was was crazy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, so I've, I've... Like with my three kids, like my first one, I ate whatever I wanted. 
Um, and he was way harder than the other ones. And I think it's completely related to diet. I also think it's like the mother's stress as well. Like I was a basket case with my first one. It's probably a lot less <laughs> crazy with the subsequent ones because you just realize that they're not going to like break if you, right. <laughs> right. Not if you drop them or anything. But <laughs> you just realize you're like, okay, they're a little bit more durable than, than I think. And I don't have to like, you know, spring up with every sound that they make. And right. um, so I think that that goes on to them as well. But yeah, I mean, I have a friend right now whose baby was dealing with really bad eczema and she mm. cut out a whole bunch of stuff from her diet and he cleared up within, you know, like a couple of days. Gosh, it's so amazing. It, it is really amazing. And I'm like those little babies, you know, I mean, obviously there's, there's medications and things that are necessary and that, you know, you need to put them on for certain things. But I'm like, their bodies are so new. And if it's as simple as cutting something out of your diet to continue like breastfeeding them and have them not in pain or, you know, sleeping better or whatever it is, like, I'm like, that's so worth it to me. It's like, oh, it's totally a sacrifice as a mom, you know, to try to figure all of that out. But that's what we do for our babies. And it's kind of the same thing for my body. It was like, yeah, I don't really want to cut out pasta and bread and like all the things that I used to love to cook with. But if it means not being in the hospital and it means not being on crazy dosages of medications and it means not spending like hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. on doctors and hospitals, then it's worth, it's worth changing my diet. It's worth like actually being able to live my life and feel well. Oh, totally. Did you just miss the foods? Cause you, you have three cookbooks <laughs> that are all New York times bestsellers. That is amazing by the way. <laughs> Um, thank you. So congratulations. So how did you just start like messing around in the kitchen? Like how did, how did you even come up with all these foods that are still like, we want to actually eat these foods. And normally like when you substitute things, it's like, Ooh, what is that? Your food's like amazing. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, it really did. It just came out. Like I didn't go to culinary school and I, when I kind of always, enjoyed food and cooking just like from the family that I grew up in but um, I didn't know how to cook by any means and so yeah it was really out of necessity it was not only you know was I like dealing with this this incurable disease but then having to cut out all the food and then quite honestly I was like I was 22 and I was like I don't want to eat crappy like bland tasting food for the rest of my life and so when my my oldest son was like nine well like about nine months old or so is when I really started kind of experimenting in the kitchen, like when he was napping and I started a blog and just kind of started documenting some of the recipes that I was creating. And it really was, it was like just going off of things that I missed. (laughs) So if I had like gone out to dinner with friends the night before and I was like, you know, feeling sorry for myself because they were all eating stuff that I couldn't. Then the next day I would get back into my kitchen and try to recreate whatever I could eat. That um, is so or cool. Like taking recipes that like I grew up loving that my grandma passed down, you know, from her, her mom and taking those and like substituting out different ingredients and just kind of not, not stopping until I got it as, as close to what I remembered it being as possible, like texture wise and flavor wise. And I mean, there's some people that, you know, quote unquote, like diet, which I hate. I don't, I don't call the way I eat a diet because it's, it's like a forever lifestyle for me now. Right. But um, there's some people that are totally content just eating like chicken and steamed vegetables every single day. And I am not one of those people. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, I like, there's a lot of memories and traditions that are tied to food for me. And I wanted, like, I love hosting people. And now with kids too, like, I want to be able to do some of those 
traditions, like even something as simple like baking chocolate chip cookies like I did with my mom. So right. that was kind of like the premise of recreating all that stuff was like, I want to I want to be able to make all those things with my kids. I also want them to not, I want them to eat well like I do, but I don't want them to feel like they're different or left out at school or with right. their friends. And so that's always like kind of my goal is to create things that look and taste similar to what their peers are eating, but that aren't going to make them so you, sick. You have four children, right? Well, I have four, but one is not here with us. She oh. um, passed away shortly after birth. So yeah, I have. I'm so I have sorry. Here. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, um, I read. I, I saw your recent story as well about your loss. Oh. So sorry for that. It's. Thank you. It's so prevalent, <laughs> unfortunately, and a lot of people don't talk about it. But yeah. yeah. So yeah. So three here. We've got an almost two-year-old, um, almost four, and almost nine. <laughs> we're almost like we're on the brink of birthdays. So. Oh wow! Oh wow! Um, do all. All three of them, do they eat paleo with you? Most of the time. Um, I say they're like 80% paleo and 100% gluten-free. Okay. So, um, um, yeah, like the way I cook at home is just the way they eat. But sometimes like they can handle like rice um, and some other things. And so I'll sometimes add things to the side for them. But otherwise I cook kind of like one meal and then try to give like if, you know, something on the side. And then at school, like I buy some of those like gluten-free processed type things, which I don't think are great, but it's what we said to school and that's just the way it is. So, um, but yeah, I've kept them all gluten-free and mostly grain-free and dairy-free because um, autoimmune disease is hereditary. And I wasn't diagnosed until I was 22, but it seems like lately and just as like time goes, people are being diagnosed with things younger and younger. And I think a lot of it is environmental type things that are setting things off. And so my husband and I just kind of said like this, my disease is terrible to deal with. And I almost lost my life quite a few times. And then not only that, but just the like pressure of being out in a social place or like just everything that you have to deal with. I just would, I would die if I had to see my kids deal with that. And so anything that I can do to try to prevent it right now for them to have to deal with in their like adulthood is kind of my mission. I'm just like, whatever I can do. And I believe that food is such a huge part of it. And, yeah, you know, even if they did get something later in life, I felt like at least I could give them kind of the tools to like start out on a good foot um, and try to kind of handle it like we have. Well, I love that you're so creative because I'm looking at your Instagram right now and you <laughs> create the cutest like little bento boxes for your oh, kids' yeah. lunches. They're amazing. These <laughs> look like they belong on Pinterest. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, there's a difference in like what our daily lunch boxes look like <laughs> shot for a cookbook. So that's no, true. I am not a Pinterest mom by any means. So <laughs> um and all these so if I'm correct, you have a fourth book out, right? And it yeah. comes with a lot of these packable lunches in it, right? So mm-hmm. moms have something quick that they can whip up for their kids, but they know that they're yeah. still eating something nourishing. Yep, exactly. Yeah, there was a um, there's a lunchbox chapter in the new book. It's called Eat What You Love. That's where the bacon the bacon recipe is. I'm so hungry right now for that bacon. (laughs) Um, And then there's like a a supplemental PDF that comes with it that has like 20 actual packed lunches in those like bento boxes just to show people like you know I mean we grew up in a day where I think my lunch every day was like a sandwich you know Mm -hmm, right. It's just when I first started packing lunches for my son and we were already gluten-free and already trying to kind of eat like more real foods and not, you know, buy a bunch of the stuff that was packaged and processed. I was like, I don't know what to make other than a sandwich. 
And so I really started just trying to like, get creative and realizing that like, you can put leftovers from dinner in your kids' lunches or, you know, you like instead of bread, you can like roll up like a healthier deli meat or, you know, just things like that. And, and I'm really letting the kids also pick. So like I usually kind of break our lunches up into a few different sections. It's like protein and fruit and veggies and like a snack or something. And I let him kind of pick, you know, from a few different options. And I just found as we were starting to pack lunches in kindergarten, you know, that him having some ownership over it helped at lunchtime mm. but when he came home from school it wasn't like a full lunch box because there were a few times where I just picked stuff and like sent it and he didn't like it and it came back like fully uneaten and, oh like, that's like, so sad you know it's <laughs> 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 like you feel super defeated and you're also like wait my child is like starving at school because they were too stubborn to eat what was in their lunch box um and so yeah we kind of just try to come up with some creative ways to like find things that he likes and things that he felt like he picked which you know made him like more likely to eat it at school and not turn his nose up to it and now he's he's in third grade so it's a little bit easier than it was when he was little but it isn't really interesting like when they go to school you've you know for the first four years five years of their life you've been with them at those meal times and it's just like you're in your house and it's you know I remember like the first day I had to pack him a lunch and just thinking like this is so weird I'm not going to be sitting with him I also like don't know what he's going to eat or what you know he's not going to like and I'm not there if something goes wrong or it was just it was a weird feeling and so it's it's normal now but yeah. It was it was just a transition for us. Can you imagine? Carly? How do you keep your your son from swapping like snacks at school? <laughs> does he just know that? Does he understand? Yeah, people ask that a lot. I think he might be still too young um, right now. I think we're going to come up with a lot of trouble, a lot of trouble as he starts to get older. But um, he does. He understands. We've kind of like just always talked with him about it and. Unfortunately, like my, even though I'm able to control my disease for the most part, like usually postpartum, I end up having a flare up and he has seen me sick a few times in his life, um, enough that he's now like kind of understands what it looks like when mommy doesn't feel good. And Mm -hmm. so we've been able to like talk with him about like, Hey, this is why we eat this way. And here's what we've seen, you know, when you eat gluten and like, he gets just kind of, I don't know, he doesn't have anything diagnosed, but he gets like a little hyper and a little less obedient um and just like in the refined sugars and food diets like we just definitely notice it affects his body and um and he doesn't like he'll say he has a stomach ache afterwards mm-hmm. if we let him eat stuff and so he's kind of learned to take ownership of it um when he was like four i feel like he he would ask people if, he was like is this gluten size like he didn't really understand oh my what gosh. Free. that's so really cute. cute that is cute um but he just started like to learn to ask like is this gluten free and um, and then just the conversations like that we have with, the, you know, parents, like if he's going to somebody's house, you know, I just, I'll either send him snacks or thankfully, like we've had a lot of families, but he goes to play dates and like, they'll buy him something special that's gluten free, which is really, really sweet. sweet. And yeah, like he's just kind of learned to be his own advocate and, you know, we don't, we're not like crazy strict about it. Like I have let him taste things or try things because I, I want him to understand like the correlation of if his body doesn't feel well and um, for him to start to try to make those decisions on his own, mm-hmm. like I'm not going to always be there to right. like, watch over what he's eating. So I'm sure we will have the occasions where he like goes to somebody's house and pigs out on like four boxes of mac and cheese. Cause he's never had it. <laughs> uh, but, like, I, I know we'll get there and we'll have to like, you know, 
cross the bridge when we come to it. But yeah, right now they don't they don't trade snacks. Like I think schools, um, we don't have nut allergies, but our school is completely nut free. Oh wow! Just for the the kids that do have like really severe nut allergies, and so they kind of talk about those things at school just to like make kids aware of it. And so I think just because of those conversations that the teachers are having and other kids that have like severe allergies that they're pretty careful about it. Um, and the kids all kind of know, like, you know, this is my lunch and this is what I'm eating type of a thing. But we'll see as, as he gets older. <laughs> yeah, that's schools have come such a long way then because I I mean, I used to eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich almost every yeah, day, I right. think, for lunch. And now yeah, for the, them just be conscious and yeah. consider it, I guess, is just pretty amazing that they it would is. make a school. It is amazing. Yeah, nut free. Yeah, there. I think most Californian schools are nut free and at first, wow. I kind of saw it as a little bit of a burden because I cook with a lot of like almond flour and oh. cashews and like grain free uses a lot of nuts. So um, mm-hmm. actually in this newest book, I kind of like set out to create more nut free recipes that are also gluten free and grain free because it's such a problem these days. There's just so many kids that have severe nut allergies and they, you know, I mean, it's a really scary and serious thing for them and so yeah for the schools to take that action and kind of just cut it out to not you know have any chance of them being exposed to it is is pretty huge um but it definitely is a learning curve you know for parents like who are used to using peanut butter and things like that it's like you have to switch to sun butter because you can't even use almond butter oh my gosh yeah um yeah but i mean gosh for some kids it's like they can't even touch the same surface that something else touched or they can get you know, seriously sick. And of course they have like their EpiPens at school and Mm -hmm. things like that. But I think they're just trying to minimize and mitigate like any chance of those kids having, having like an anaphylactic reaction to something. Gosh, that's so scary. Yeah, it is. You're blowing my mind right now because my daughter's 18, (laughs) my daughter's 19 months. And I was like, I have to look forward or I have to do all these things now when she gets into school and I'm like oh yeah you have to do a lot of I know you've got time I'm like brain explosion definitely does change things for you I mean yeah it's like if you go from just being like the two of you to being you know now you're you're sending them off to school it's it's interesting yeah (laughs) um what are some of your son's favorite things that to pack in his lunch he eats a really simple lunch and he's like he he doesn't care if it's almost repeated like every day. So he um, he has like three vegetables that he'll eat: <laughs> um, wow. celery, cucumber, and carrots. And those are so we just like rotate those through. Um, and then he's he loves berries, so it's either like strawberries or blueberries or raspberries that we put in there. And then um, I always have there's like a few different brands of deli meat that are clean. Like there's a few ingredients that we kind of look to stay away from and. So we buy like turkey or ham and we just roll those up or a lot of times um, I'll, if I'm making like chicken for dinner, I'll just throw in a couple extra pieces and slice those up and put it with like a dip, like ketchup or I have like a dairy-free ranch dressing that I make that I keep in the fridge all the time. Um, Sometimes we'll even do like grass-fed hot dogs cut up. So it's like just thinking outside of the box. Yeah. And just sending things that, like, you know, we wouldn't normally think to send. Um, And then I always will, like, give him some sort of a treat. So, like, I have, you know, I always keep, like, cookies in the freezer or something like that to just throw in there for him as well. But, um, yeah, he's simple. My three-year-old, who's almost four, is going to be a little bit more of a handful. He will be the one that's swapping lunches with kids (laughs) and, like, not telling us. Uh. I can already tell, like, he's he's a little bit more of a mischievous one and so we'll see about that when his lunches get packed like he I, I don't be a, a new um a new challenge I think 
we were talking earlier about how busy you are. You're the one of the busiest people out there right now. <laughs> like you're constantly on a tour. You're like speaking. Yeah. You you don't stop. How do you how do you keep the relationship with your husband? How do you keep the relationship with your children? Like how do you how do you balance work and mom life and wife life? Oh my gosh. It's, um, I don't know. I'm still figuring it out. Um, this season, just with the book launch, it came out in December. So I, I have not stopped. It's been pretty crazy, but now I'm done, which is really great. And I work in like, so my, my book tour took me out for the entire month of January. And I would, I was home. I would come home for like a couple days at a time, but then go back out for a week. And so I knew that that was going to be just really intense and really concentrated. And so for February, I basically told like my whole team, like I'm not doing anything for February. I'm just going to be at home um, with my kids. And when I'm home, I just, I'm, it's, I'm not perfect and I'm really trying, but I try to just be really intentional. Um, so, you know, whether that's like putting my phone, like I, I work usually like not full days, but um, I, I am like a full-time working person, even though I get to work from home. Um, so when I come in, like at the end of the day, it's usually like around four, like I try to put my phone away and kind of just, you know, stop with like the Instagram and the emails. And I just want them to see when I'm with them, that I'm with them like a hundred percent and that it's yeah. not, you know, like, uh, well, hold on, or I got to do this, or I got to do this. And um, so that's kind of the way we've been trying to handle it. And then like for February, I planned, I think, especially when you have more than one, I started to learn to really like that one-on-one time for them is super important. And for, for me, like when you, you know, I remember after having my second, I just like grieved the time that I used to get with my first, like where it was just us and, right. you know, it was like just the two of us and we could do whatever we wanted. And it, you know, wasn't me putting the baby to bed and dad putting him to bed. And I remember like being sad about like missing bedtimes or missing things while I was nursing. And so it was like a, it was like a little bit of a process, but then I realized that if I could do, you know, little dates, that's kind of what I do. Like I take each of them on special dates where that's it's just so one cute. at a time. Yeah, like, Great idea. I really appreciate it, and I really appreciate it because you're not trying to, you know, fraction off your time for the other ones. It's like you just can be with them and have conversations with them and do something that's really special that, that they'll remember, and so it's kind of the way we've handled it, and just, you know, yeah, like, when I'm home, I'm, I try to just be home, but... um and then I try to work in those breaks. So, like, I'm done now, which I'm really grateful for. So I've got, like, spring break and vacations coming up and things that we've planned just to, like, kind of rekindle that, that those familial relationships since I've been gone. Um, my husband and I, when I'm home, we try to go out on a date at least twice a month. If we can figure it out and work it in once a week, we really try to because we think that that's super important. We've, it is. Yeah. I mean, we've been together since I was 16. Oh um, my gosh. <laughs> so it's been a really long time. Um, and we've been through a lot. Like we've, we've, my diagnosis came two months after we got married. Um, and he sat with me in hospitals and feared for my life and mm. fought for my, you know, fought like with, for my medical care. And so we kind of got into our marriage pretty quick and pretty like, <laughs> pretty deep and it really it like taught us how to communicate and how to handle stress and how to like work with each other rather than like letting things drive us apart and then you know the loss of our daughter came a couple years after we got married and that was kind of another time where we just like really had to like push and press into each other rather than like just kind of distancing ourselves and Mm -hmm. trying to handle our grief in our own way and 
So just all of that, I think, has, in terms of just us as a couple, has just made us realize that, like, open communication and spending quality time with each other, even if it means, like, hiring a babysitter or whatever it is, like, getting a date night just to have time with just each other is huge. And being with each other, like, after the kids go to bed, like, even if we're watching a TV show, but it's, like, the phones are put away and it's just, which I'm not great at. I'm, try- I'm trying to be better. It's hard. Um, but- it's so hard, especially when your business, which you I guys know. are the same, yeah. it's like it so, revolves around that little totally. thing, you know? So, yeah. Um, but I've tried to like train myself that I'm like, people can wait till the morning, you know? And like, yeah. and I'm not always great at it. And there's always, of course, things that come up where you do have to be on it. But I'm like, nobody needs an answer about a recipe right now. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I'm in the middle of putting the almond yeah. flour in the bowl. <laughs> oh, I get I get emails like that and DMs that are like in the middle of a recipe. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not always right there, you know? <laughs> But um, but I've tried to like train myself that my marriage and you know my my kids are more important than that, and I can wait you know for the next yeah. morning. It's it's hard to like let that pressure and stress go. And um, but yeah, I mean it's always like a it's always a job, and we're always trying to work out making it better. My husband's amazing; like he's he works from home, he has his own company, but he is really really involved with our kids, and um, he chose to leave his like corporate job to be able to do that as my career was kind of picking up and um and he works with me part-time too which is really cool so like he does a lot of my kind of like behind the scenes like tech stuff and business stuff and so that's awesome yeah so um I know not everybody can work together and like still not be at each other's throats but Uh, we really like each other (laughs) I know that's really good you have to really (laughs) like each other that's kind of our life too we work a lot with our husbands so we know what you mean (laughs) yeah I love it like I I think you know I mean we spend a lot of time together and so we're kind of forced to like talk about things there's a lot of you know couples that can like brush things under the rug because they don't get to be with each other as much and it's like almost impossible to do that when you're face to face most of the day so um I think it's created a great dynamic and my kids of course love that their dad like that's you know when I'm traveling I just I know that he's there. We right. have outside care as well. And we've got grandparents. Like we've definitely got our whole like village that helps. But um, it's just so comforting for me to know. And I still deal with like the crazy mom guilt every single day and every single time I'm gone. I mean, it's not yeah. like I can I can make it sound easy, but it's, it doesn't mean that I don't, you know, leave on a plane every single time and feel terrible that I'm leaving my kids. But I definitely feel better knowing that they're like with, with family and people they love and um, that they're watching their mom help people around the world and pursue, yeah. you know, my calling and my dreams. And I'm hoping that as they grow older, they'll see that and see like what a, I don't know, you know, I'm like, Oh, hundred percent. Like, this is what, this is what I want to find in a wife or, you know, this or like yes. my daughter, like, this is what I want to be. So, I had, a, but it's a daily struggle. <laughs> yeah. I had that exact same thought when I, I left yesterday and I left um, Evan with Bella and yeah. I was leaving and he's like, say bye-bye to mommy. And I was like, why would you say that? And she was just screaming because she just oh, wants no. me. And I was just like, yeah. I got in the car and I was like, okay, like the way to get past this, I could choose to be sad or I could choose to be like, yeah. I want to be a role model for Bella because I want one day for yeah. her to be like, wow, my mom was such a strong woman and she did these big things and I want to be like that, you know? And so I was like, I'm just establishing this now so that she can one day be like, oh my gosh, that is so cool. Like, I I mean, my grandmother like moved to New York and like worked in Macy's and she was from the small town and, 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 um, North Dakota. And I'm like, 
I remember idolizing her for that and being like, yeah. I want to be like grandma and move to New York City. And I did, you know, and I think that's just, it's such a cool, you know, it's so hard, but it's also if you really can like try to program your brain in that moment to be like, this is, th- this is doing something so good for her though. Totally. You know? Yep. I do have like a few more questions. One question I was thinking when you said you're going on vacation soon. Yes. How do you, so like, okay, last week I was at Disney World. How do you navigate food allergies at a place like that? Do you just bring, do you bring a lot of your own food? Do you, like, how do you do do that? It depends where we're going. Um, Disney, Disneyland, like, so we're, we share an affinity for Disney. Yes. um, Which I told you Because it's the best ever. Because it's the best ever. I mean, we can drive to Disneyland in like five and a half hours. So there's many times where we'll just like spontaneously just drive down. Um, I have a whole YouTube series on how to eat at Disneyland. Oh, wow. Which I imagine, yeah, which I imagine must be similar. It's super poorly produced, by the way. It was from like eight years ago. And I feel like my husband literally just was like filming me around Disneyland. I love but, it. Um, I can't wait to watch this. Yeah, but so like places like that are incredible. Like you can tell Disney World and Disneyland that you're gluten free, and they'll like change their gloves, they'll change the grill, oh, wow. they'll fry the fries in a different fryer. So they're pretty amazing, and they even will go like they they even have menus for like dairy free and soy free. Like that, some, somewhere like that is really safe if you tell them what your allergies are. They're really really cautious, which I imagine they have to be because they probably could get like sued if somebody got super sick and blamed them for not, you know, telling them that something was in something. So I think that's amazing though that they like step up to the plate and do stuff like that. And then in terms of the other vacations, like I I love food first of all, and when I vacation, like that's what I want to do is eat. Um, my husband always calls them tastecations because he's like, all you really care about is going and eating. Like you're not even. <laughs> I love so, um I find places like I will go and look at menus before we book a place or like look at restaurants that are surrounding it or like look at the room service menus to make sure that there's things that I can eat. And like we actually kind of plan our vacations around that. And then if we're not like at a resort, I might, I love to get like an Airbnb so that we actually have a kitchen that I can go and get groceries and at least prepare a few things. Typically when I vacation, though, I don't really want to cook since that's what I do for my living like all the time um, with my job. But, but yeah, so that's kind of the way I mean, we bring snacks in case I'm ever faced with like a McDonald's or nothing type of a situation. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, until we can get something else, but yeah, we, we do a little bit of both. Like we pack a little bit, but we eat out and we just, you know, change things up, like modify things or if we find a place that, is like gluten free friendly, then that's that's kind of the other way to do it. At least it's really nice that so many places are gluten free now. No, that's oh my gosh, it's yeah. very I mean, informational. It was nothing before. I had no idea that no. Disneyland did that. I didn't either. Yeah, I would yeah, have never thought of it. I didn't even ask last time we were there. Now you know. Now yes. I know. It takes a little right. longer for your food to come out. That's okay. Evan can wait. Now you don't have to eat iceberg lettuce. Evan, you go take yes. ball on this ride. I'm going to eat really well at this <laughs> restaurant. Yeah. Like, even like, yeah, there's like a whole, I mean, Disneyland is great. Yeah, they're they're fantastic. But yeah, there's. I feel like from when I started eating this way a decade ago, like there was nothing and you could go, you'd go in a restaurant and say you were gluten-free and the server would look at you like you were crazy or like a burden. Oh, totally. I right. did that you know? to people. <laughs> I was that. Yeah, per- well, I feel like I same. cursed myself somehow by being the waitress. I was like, "This gluten. What is this gluten?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah same. <laughs> I know. I was the server all through college, and I don't think I took it seriously, you know. But, um, but so many restaurants. I mean, well, I'm grateful because I live in California. But, um, 
so many of them these days like have special menus or they'll put like the little wheat symbol next to things. And right. so it's definitely gotten a lot easier. Um, yeah. I think over the years. Yeah, it has for sure. Nashville's, yeah. Nashville's getting there. It is. Slowly but surely. Yeah. Yeah, you can't go eat at like Biscuit Love or you know, no, anything like that. I would that, not suggest but... <laughs> that. <laughs> or all the hot chicken, fried hot chicken places. Yeah. Stay right. away. <laughs> yeah. Stay away from those. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, I come here. There's The food scene here is great. I mean, it's like continuing to grow. But we love, I love going to eat out here. I know. That I need to ask you your favorite Franklin. places there. Yeah. In Na- like Nashville. Franklin is, my, yeah. a lot of my friends live in Franklin. So that's where I spend That's where we time. live. Not as much. No, it's not as good. <laughs> but, um, but but there's a lot more up in more like Nashville proper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And East Nashville too. Yeah. Where it's cool. Nashville, yeah. It's cool to yeah. eat gluten free up yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So Danielle, we want our listeners to know where they can find you um, online and where they can get your books. Yeah. Um, my books are sold everywhere books are sold. The new one's currently in Costco and Target and um, like Whole Foods. And then the rest you can find at Barnes & Noble or Amazon, anything like that. Um, and on Instagram, I'm Danielle Walker. Uh, everywhere else, I'm at Against All Grain, um, like on Facebook and Twitter. And my blog is againstallgrain.com. But that's, yeah, that's where you can find me. I'm, I mean, I'm, I think we all these days are most active on, on Instagram. That's really yeah. For sure. <laughs> Well, awesome. Thank you so much, Danielle. And thank you for taking time to talk to us and doing what you do. I know you're helping so many families out there who know their kids have allergies or know that they have allergies and they have no idea what to prepare for dinner. And now you, now they can go make delicious recipes. Mm. Oh, thank <laughs> like you. Thank I, you. Well, and if you have to go dairy free for this new baby of yours, let me know. I can come down and cook. I'm in, just a few hours away. Oh my gosh. I love you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> can, can I also come over? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, Carly, I mean, I'm out here all the time. So that's, that's easy. Yes. We need to meet up for sure yes, soon. We do. Thank you so, so much for, for coming on. You're just delightful. Of course. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Uh, thank you. We'll, right. we'll talk soon. Okay. <laughs> Bye, Danielle. Bye. And now, another installment of Jade and Carly Pay for Emmy and Bella's College Education. Do you ever find it is so hard to go shopping for yourself for clothes? When you're a mom? Um, all the time. I always make excuses to never go, even though I feel like I have totally. nothing to wear. I know. I feel exactly the same way. And I started using Stitch Fix and it is straight up changed my life. I just went to stitchfix.com and I told them my sizes, what styles I liked and how much I wanted to spend on each item. They paired me with my own stylist who sent handpicked items right to my door and I tried on everything and I look so cute and so fashion forward and I didn't even have to leave my house. <laughs> I mean, how great is that? I, um, I, I use Stitch Fix too and they even let you do maternity stuff. <gasps> cool. And so it is so nice because I'm getting comfortable stylish maternity clothes straight to my house and I can just try them on in the comfort of my home and my own bedroom. Yes. Because when your body is changing, I, I, I mean, I feel a little, I feel a little different about things and how they fit and it can be frustrating. So everything that Stitch Fix sent me fits me so good. And their stylist, I'm telling you, she did a fabulous job because everything fits my style. That's so cool. And shipping and exchanges and returns are always Free. So even if you hated any of that, which is really hard because they're really good at their job, you could return it 
and they send you a bag and send you a shipping label. And all you got to do is pop it back in the mailbox. Boom. Boom. I think it's nice to know Stitch Fix, too, is not a subscription. So uh, you can sign up to receive scheduled shipments and get your fix whenever you want. And the styling fee is only $20, which is applied toward anything you keep from your shipment. So cool. And you can get started now at stitchfix.com slash mommies. And you get an extra 25% off when you keep all the items in your box. That's so cool. And you probably will want to. That's stitchfix.com slash mommies to get started today. Stitchfix.com slash mommies. You know what I love, Jade? What's that? I love my cat. My cat like senses when I'm in a sad mood or a bad mood and comes over to cheer me up every single time within seconds. It's amazing. It's like she feels my energy. She's like my second best friend besides Evan. You know what I mean? I do. I know what you mean. I love my pets. What is something you don't love about caring for Kitty? Oh, well, like the one thing I don't love is cleaning up Kitty's litter box. I mean, seriously gross me out, which is why Arm & Hammer created this new cloud control litter. There's no cloud of nastiness when I scoop and it's 100% dust free, free of heavy perfumes, and it helps reduce airborne dander from scooping, which is amazing. So what happens in the litter box stays in the litter box. New cloud control cat litter by Arm & Hammer. More power to you. You know what I think is really awkward, Jade? I think it's really awkward to have to go into a store and have your boobs out and then someone measures your boobs, which are a very personal place to measure. And you're supposed to just do this in front of a stranger. It actually is very weird if you think about it. It's very weird. And you know what's amazing is I found a way to not have to do that. And that is I found Third Love Bras and Third Love, all you have to do is go online to this fit finder quiz answer a few simple questions and you find your perfect fit in 60 seconds over 12 million women have taken this quiz to date and it's actually fun and takes less than a minute to complete and third love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken this fit finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and a premium feel yeah i read that third love offers more than 70 sizes Whoa. including their signature half cup sizes so there's a bra out there for every boob shape and every boob size and so no boob discrimination here right right represent all the boobs i feel so included i'm totally about that i also love that they're hands down the most comfortable bra you'll own i love mine they don't have um you know when your bra, like the straps slip and you're always pulling it up? Oh, I hate that. It's so awkward. There's a 100% fit guarantee with that, so you don't have to worry about it. They're lightweight, super thin, memory foam cups, mold to your shape, and are proprietary to Third Love. That's amazing. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now, they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. So go to thirdlove.com slash mommies now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash mommies for 15% off today. I love Danielle and I just think that, gosh, food allergies are such a new thing and they haven't been talked about. And it's amazing that she's bringing so much awareness, especially I mean, I, it affects me every single day. 
and I know that I have to eat differently and Danielle has to eat differently than other people, which are blessed with bodies that can digest everything. But I just love the awareness that she's bringing and the food that she's making that tastes like so similar to the things I love and miss, but they're just different ingredients. She's just like, she's brilliant in that. Like, I'm really going to go make that bacon. She's like a food scientist. She she is. Yeah. New, interesting ways to still eat things you love. Yeah. And her Instagram is so cute too. And she's so, she is so bubbly and when you watch her make things, you just you just want to be her friend, you know? I I do love her little Instagram TV. Is it Instagram TV videos she yes. does when she makes food? I know. She is. She's very infectious. She always has a big smile on her oh, face. Yeah. And she makes you want to cook, which is sometimes hard, you know? Oh, my gosh, so, yes. And a lot of so us don't have time just, for that. Yeah. I, I but mean, recipes I are easy to don't. follow. Like, she makes you not have to think. All you have to do yeah. is the recipe, you know, and then you're done. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also want to say, too, because I I don't have food allergies, but I also do think that gut health is super important. And I feel like that's something that hasn't been talked about a lot either. Yeah. And so even just somebody who like me, who may be wanting to get my gut health back in check and get all that gut flora healthy again doing paleo is just a really great way to restart your body. Mm-hmm. And and so I feel like her recipes can apply to anybody. But also at the same time, like I understand like the the realism of, how, you know, sometimes we just go through the drive-thru and we get our kid Chick-fil-A. Totally. And, and that's totally okay. You know, you know cause you, it's, it's a time crunch or you're just, maybe you just really want Chick-fil-A too. So you're going to feed your kid. Delicious. It's so good. And they have gluten-free buns now for the people who can't have the regular bun. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah, they do. And they, it, it comes in a bag. I wouldn't say it's the tastiest bun I've ever had, but it is a good option. To It's an alternative if you really want a Chick-fil-A sandwich, although you can only really eat the grilled one, but still. But still. Yeah. It's still good. But yeah, no, I mean, I don't want this to feel like it's a podcast about like, you must eat this way or or whatever like that either. It's just a resource that if you're looking for healthy recipes, which we all should be wanting to take care of our bodies. I think it's all about balance oh, yeah. and giving, giving our children the right nutrition. Um, so these are just really great recipes. But also don't feel bad if you're out there, like I said, pulling through the McDonald's or <laughs> putting a pizza in the oven for dinner. Like, it's all it's all good too. So they also have very good gluten free pizza options now. <laughs> <laughs> I do the same frequently. Oh my gosh, I am obsessed with Trader Joe's. By the way, because right, they Trader offer Joe's s- is amazing. Yeah, it, I feel like they're so convenient because a lot of their stuff is. I know, like somebody told me the the other day, they're like, "Don't buy Trader Joe's packaged stuff because of the plastic," which I agree. Mm. But some days it's very convenient for me when I'm cooking for a family of two and I guess a baby whatever she wants to eat off our plates but it's it's just very easy for me because everything's pre-packaged and everything's fairly healthy totally I made these chicken enchiladas from there the (gasps) other day they were already prepared and all I had to do was so good they were fresh too they weren't like frozen I just had to put them in the oven and then I added my own salsas on top and it was really really good I used to run in there and get salads all the time they have really good pre-made salads they do yeah 
They have really good. Also, during Christmas time, these gluten-free peppermint Oreo cookies. Oh, man. They are delicious. That's that's the thing about Trader Joe's, too. They have (laughs) really, really good snacks and desserts that are not probably healthy. (laughs) But you know what? Everything in moderation. (laughs) Oh, girl, I'm all about it. Uh, um, Okay, so let's get to our weekly affirmation. I picked one that I think could coincide nicely with food and our health. So ready? Are you ready for this, Jade? I'm going to take a deep breath. Yeah, ready? In. (sighs) Out. Ready. Okay. I am healed, whole, and healthy. I feel better when I say that. I am healed. That's a good one. I am whole. I am healthy. I am healed. I am whole. I am healthy. That gives me like kind of little goosebumps when I say that in my body. Like how many cells did I just heal? I think a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It does feel good. It's a good thing to kind of leave. I think this episode with is just, yeah, I'm healed. I am whole. I am healthy. Yeah. Take that into the week with you. That's a really good one. I think just on repeat, you know, Mm -hmm. I like that thought about my child too. Like my child is, you know, my, she's healed. She is whole. She is healthy. It's, it makes me feel like a good mom too, because I do know that she is. Absolutely. For for the most part, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was a fun episode and I just wish everybody out there a fantastic week filled with love and joy and peace and harmony and healed and whole and healthiness. (laughs) Yes. All right. Until next week, guys. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.